feel it. Even when I personally do not feel it, he is a way maker. Come on. I'm going to be talking about feelings today, by the way. And sometimes our feelings override what God is truly about. So amen. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. I feel his presence in here today. Woo. You feel that? Do you feel that? We serve a way maker. Come on, somebody. Come on. Let's just give him praise this morning. Let's just praise him this morning. And before I start, I want to go ahead and I'm just going to pray. Let's just pray. Dear Heavenly Father, dear Heavenly Father, I'm a vessel. Empty me so I can be filled with you. Because without you, I am absolutely nothing. God, I come to you in admiration. I don't deserve the grace and the mercy and the love that you have given me. But you did it anyway. You did it for the ones who don't even know who you are. God, I just praise you and I honor you. Father, Abba Father, thank you, Father, for this opportunity that you have given me to worship you and spread your word. God, I just thank you, Father. I just thank you, Father. Thank you for this time to come together and worship you. Thank you, Father. Mm, come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Woo! Come on. Man, what a, what a great worship experience already. I'm telling you, you can, you can feel the presence. Man. How was everyone's Christmas? Everyone have a good Christmas? Did you? Well, as I get prepared here, let me see, I got to put my password in because my son might have changed it on me. Where's he at? He's sitting in the back. Praise God. My kids, my family are here. I get to worship with my family. I get to worship with you. It's just an amazing overwhelming to know that you get to worship with your entire family. Man, I'll tell you what, just from personal testimony, God has worked with me for over the 37 years, um, and he's still working on me daily. Daily. Because I forget, I, I'm pretty sure nobody in here is perfect, right? I hope no one's in here is perfect. But I'm so glad to be here. If you're not sure who I am, my name is Kevin. I have been with Pastor Doug since I was a tiny type. I was like little, little. I was bad then. He, yeah, and sometimes I still have a, yeah, we won't go there. <laughs> Amen. Amen. But no, on a serious note, I'm so glad to be here. Um, it really is an honor to even be up in the pulpit um, to preach the gospel. I don't take this lightly. It's very hard because this week, for all of us, have been stressful, right? Who's been stressed out this week? Am I, okay, I'm not the only one. Thank you, Jesus. I'm not the only one who's been dealing with stress, being overwhelmed, buying this and buying that, and going here and going there and blah, 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 blah. Okay. But throughout all that, Jesus is still Lord and Savior. I about knocked my cup over. He's still Lord and Savior. <laughs> Uh, and that gets me so pumped up to know that God does not change. I might change, but he does not change. His word never changes. So today, 
I'm going to be talking about feelings and emotions. And if you've ever read the Bible, and have you ever put yourself into the Word? I like to know, in my mind, I always got cartoons going on. It's all the time cartoons. <laughs> but I, I like to put myself into the emotions of the writer and to the one who, uh, telling the story, to the, to the person who's part of the story, to the one that it affects. There's so many different ways you can go in the Bible from everyone's perspective. Each one of us have a different life that we live. We all have different perspectives of how things are going. But let me tell you right here, this book doesn't change. It won't change. God doesn't change. But we have to change. Okay? I would like to thank my wife for this beautiful hat that she gave me. Um, this was a Christmas gift, and she, it looks like my face with the beard. I just wanted to say that on camera real quick. Everybody on Facebook say, Merry Christmas, Lee, and thank you for the hat. <laughs> and if you're, on, if you're watching on Facebook today, please comment, like, share, because this word is meant for someone. So I'm going to be reading out of the book of Matthew 14 today. And if you've ever read Matthew, in the beginning of this at all, it's pretty crazy. It's kind of like a Jerry Springer episode. Especially chapter 14, that's what I'm going to be reading. So if you have your books or your phones or anything that you can to read the word, I advise you to go to chapter 14 in Matthew, and then I will, I will begin to read. In, in 14, John the Baptist is actually killed. Okay? That's the beginning of the story. I went ahead and gave you some facts on this. So if you get lost along the way, keep your hands and feet in the right at all times and be prepared. So in chapter 14, the death of John the Baptist. When Herod, Herod Antipas, the ruler of Galilee, heard about Jesus, he said to his advisors, this must be John the Baptist raised from the dead. That is why he can do such miracles. So let's step back a notch. John the Baptist was pretty much considered the prophet. They thought he was a prophet. But he was actually worshiping, waiting for the sun. And during that time, he was hated, by the way, preaching the gospel. Well, I'm, I'm about to get into the Jerry, Jerry Springer episode right here in a minute in, in chapter 3. And listen to my words as I... As, as I talk about this and how many people are actually in this triangle of craziness about feelings and things like that. But on the first verse, he already causes doubt. Herod already has doubt that Jesus is doing miracles. And it says that this must be John the Baptist raised from the dead. This is why he can do such miracles. He's talking about Jesus in that book right there. He already has doubt. Feeling number one, doubt. Chapter 3. For Herod had arrested and imprisoned John as a, as a favor to his wife, Herodus, the former wife of Herod's brother, Philip. There's your Jerry Springer episode, okay? Former wife, okay? John had been telling Herod it's against God's law for you to marry her. He was, he, was, he was preaching the word of God to him, and he did not like that. 
He did not like what he said, so guess what? His feelings turned against him. Herod wanted to kill John, but he was afraid, feeling number two, of a riot because of all the people who believed John was the prophet. Verse 6, but as a birthday party for Herod, Herodus' daughter performed a dance that was greatly pleased. So, a daughter of his brother. So that was his niece, right? This is his niece. Okay, there we go. Um, so he promised with a vow to give her anything she wanted. At her mother's urging, the girl said, I want the head of John the Baptist on a tray. Another feeling from the mother of the daughter that Herod now had to do something about. So there's three different perspectives there of this story that we're already trying. There's your triangle. Your triangle of craziness already. Then the king regretted, number three, that's a feeling, what he had said because of the vow he made in front of the guest. He issued the necessary orders. John was beheaded in prison and he and his head was brought on a tray given to the girl who took it to her mother. Another feeling there, she was proud of what she did. Later, John's disciples came for his body and buried it. Then they went and told Jesus what had happened. Now, everybody knows that John the Baptist baptized Jesus, and then he created, and then it began. So you know that there was an emotional feeling about that from Jesus. Jesus had a relationship with John. John knew he was the father, the Messiah. So there's your relationship. Um, this week has been hard. So many feelings, so many emotions, so many internal things that are going on in our life. I don't know about you, but I struggle with feelings. Anybody? Anybody you struggle? I know. <laughs> King of the strugglers, how are you? But we always have these feelings of things that are, are going on in our lives. Like this week, I tell you what, from Monday, me and Pastor Doug talked Sunday. Monday came around. I was so overwhelmed. I was so stressed out. You can ask some of my coworkers. They work in the same office with me and see me running around like a chicken with my head cut off. So stressed and overwhelmed that the thought of having to preach the word, I, I threw my hands up. I said, God, I can't do this. The feelings, I do not want to do this. I text Pastor Doug and said, I do not want to do this. And so the struggle began. And it continued to beat me up every day. Uh, Kevin, you're not good enough. Why are you up on stage? You are not good enough to preach the gospel. It's not me that's not good enough. It, it is me that's not good enough, but it, he is good enough. And if it wasn't for him, I could not have the strength to be here today. Because there's some days that, let's be real, we just don't want to do anything. Come on. And then to preach the gospel, say, you just cut somebody out. And then you got to go back and be like, now i got to preach the gospel. Seriously? That's where our emotions and our feelings get in the, in the way of our faith. That's me. I don't know if anybody else feels that way. But I'm pretty sure you do. Oh, yeah. I heard an oh, yeah in the crowd. I heard an oh, yeah in the crowd. All right, so we did the birthday party. We, were, we felt, Herod felt afraid. He regretted his decision to have to behead John the Baptist. The daughter, her feeling was probably she was proud of what she did because she listened to her mother. 
her mother was proud of that she was being uh, deceitful and stuff like that was coming around. So many different emotions. The emotions of turmoil and deceit from mother to daughter, a death of a man, of a man that worshipped and preached the word of God. Could you imagine how Jesus felt when he heard the news? Now, Jesus was a man. He walked on earth. God the Father, God the Son of Man. He had the same feelings that we have daily. He walked it. He talked it. He breathed it. He was the feelings. So, I am now trying to think, think as in Jesus would have thought. My beloved son just got killed based on someone else's feelings and emotions, pure from the enemy himself. I get attacked like that sometimes, pure enemy. This week, the pure enemy came against me and did not want me to step foot on the stage. But there was a reason. There is a reason for all things. So now I'm going to move into the next step of emotions. Now Jesus... He heard about that, and in chapter 13, we begin another, we're going into a miracle now. As soon as Jesus heard the news, he left in a, in a boat to, to a remote area to be alone. When you're alone, normally, when you feel like you need to be alone, there's something going on in your life that you have turned your back against. For me, when my mother passed away, I did not want to see anyone, talk to anybody, leave me alone, let me be me. I feel that this is me right here. If I was Jesus at that moment, I didn't want nobody to be around me because I just lost a dear friend. I lost somebody who was my beloved. But there's a period and a but. The crowds heard where he was headed and followed on foot for many towns. Could you imagine what Jesus was feeling? I just want to be alone. Please just let me go to my, let me go pray. And then he sees people following him. He's, I can only imagine what Jesus was feeling. I just want to be alone. But they followed him to many towns, and Jesus saw the huge crowd as he stepped from the boat, and he had compassion on them, another feeling. He had compassion and urgency to heal their sick. That evening, the disciples came to him and said, This is a remote place. It's already getting late. Disciples were tired. They didn't want to, they were done for the day. They tell Jesus, send the crowds away so they can go to the villages and buy food for themselves. The disciples were selfish at that point, not listening to what Jesus actually, he was showing compassion. He was trying to get their, get their attention. Come on, guys, let's, let's do this. And the disciples are sitting back, nah, we're good. Go ahead, Jesus, do your thing. So that's the difference between God the Father, God the Son of Man, to his disciples, us, who cannot relate to him because he is the Father. We cannot, he's the Father. We can't have feelings like him. But we have to try by reading his word. Got me sweating up here. I need a tissue. <laughs> But Jesus said, that isn't necessary. You feed them. 
telling the disciples, you have to feed them. But we only have five loaves and bread and two fish. Everybody knows about, oh, thanks, son. Ooh. It's always good to have kids, amen? Whew, especially when it comes to chores at the house. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so now we're going into a miracle. So, so let's think about this. Let's back up. So God, found, Jesus found out there was death. Then there was, well, there was doubt. Then death. Then regret. And all these emotions coming down the hill. Could you imagine what Jesus was feeling like with all these emotions? Do you know how you act like when all these emotions are going on? Crazy as all get out. <laughs> and your mind going crazy and your mind's going nuts and you just feel like you're getting hit left and right. Could you imagine what Jesus was feeling at that point? But instead, Jesus said, feed them. Bring them... But we have only five loaves of, of bread and two fish. They answered, bring them here, he said. Then he told the people to sit down on the grass. Jesus took the five loaves and two fish, looked up towards heaven, and blessed them. Then breaking the loaves into pieces, he gave the bread to the disciples who distributed the people. To the people. They all ate as much as they wanted, and afterward, the disciples picked up 12 baskets of leftovers, and they fed about 5,000 men and children. So throughout all the chaos, God was still working, just like Waymaker, huh? He's a Waymaker. In the midst of it all, we don't see it, but he is always doing something. I needed this word for me today. If it's not for anybody else, it's for me, because I need it. Can you imagine the emotions that he was going through? He just create, He just had a miracle. Straight up, just had a miracle. And then let's go to the next chapter. Let's go ahead and go to 22. Immediately after the, the miracle, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and cross to the other side of the lake while he sent the people home. After sending them home, he went up to the hills by himself to pray. Night fell while he was there alone. I feel at that point right there, Jesus was mourning. He separated himself from all the emotions and all the stress that was actually going on around him. And he decided to pull back. Now this is where the disciples just go crazy. In 24, meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble, far away from the land, for a strong wind had risen, and they were fighting heavy waves. About 3 o'clock in the morning, could you imagine being on a boat at 3 o'clock in the morning, and then all you have is the, the ship rocking? I've never been in the Navy. Any Navy people in here? Uh, you've been on boats, haven't you, Daryl? He's a Marine. Thank you for your service. Um, 3 o'clock in the morning, being on a boat, being rocked left and right, not knowing what's going on, after you were just with walking with Jesus. When the disciple, so about three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them, walking on the water. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified, feeling terrified. In their fear, they cried out 
it's a ghost. So right there, once again, they didn't even see Jesus after he just, he just had a miracle. Are we like that sometimes? That we are so caught up in our feelings, our emotions, that we can't even concentrate on the Father who is doing a good work. That breaks me. That sometimes we are so stuck in ourselves that we forget who actually created us. And that absolutely breaks my heart. So now I'm going to be a narrative of, of Peter. Because Peter actually took the step. It's a ghost, they said. But Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage. I am here. And then Peter called to him, Lord. He questioned God. Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you. And he stepped out of the boat into the deep, and he began to walk on the water. Now, if Jesus would not have called him, he would have not have stepped out. Are you, if people in here, are you waiting for him to call you out? Because he already has. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. He already told us in his word he's there for us. But we get so distracted by everything else that we forget that. How many feelings and emotions do you really think Peter had at that moment? Jesus being Jesus, who can and did handle all emotions and feelings, said, come on in the middle of all the trouble. Jesus, Peter, saw nothing but Jesus at that moment when he stepped out of that boat. But what did Peter do next? What did Peter do next? He took his eyes off the cross. He took his eyes off Jesus, and he lost focus and concentration, and he fell back to where he was. He began to sink. He took his eyes off Christ, and he began to sink in his own misery and doubt. I do that. We all do that. Our feelings and our emotions can get to us very hard causing things eternally. I deal with depression. Everybody knows that I, I deal with depression. Um, by the grace of God, I am no longer on antidepressants. Thank you, Jesus. I no longer need the medication. But I need my Father. But I need my Jesus. But what does Jesus do? Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. reached out in the midst of it all. And he grabbed him. Because all he did was ask. All he did was ask. His words were this. Save me, Lord. That's all we have to say. Lord, save. Lord, forgive me. Lord, reach down into the midst of it all and grab me out. This week has been the hardest week of my life. Dealing with personal problems. 
dealing with emotions and feelings and Christmas and all this and the loss of my mother, it still it eats me daily. And if you haven't gone through that pain, it's hard. I pray that if anybody ever ha has, please call me. And we'll, we'll, we'll walk together. I give you that. Or any loss of anyone. It can make you feel some sort of way. It makes you feel like you want to give up sometimes. I was listening to a song that said I'd rather be. We're going to listen to the song. You're going to hear it here in a minute. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him and said, You have so little faith. Why did you doubt me? That feeling of doubt, it affects us so hard. It affects me hard. But guess what? They climbed back into the boat. The wind stopped. The disciples worshipped, worshipped, and they realized that he was truly the Son of God. So throughout all the chaos in our lives, do we actually realize that he is the Son of God? Or do we put our feelings and emotions prior up to that? We're humans. We mess up. The enemy's been fighting us since day one. I don't know about you. Remember Adam? Oh, yeah. The creation? Oh, yeah. You got a little chat box sitting in your corner over here. You ain't no good. You don't, you don't deserve that. You don't deserve that nice house. You don't deserve life. Come on. I want, can you just play my song? Can you just play that song? Can you just play that song? There, this song is called No One Way. No One Way. And it's just worshiping throughout it all. I know this is very short this morning, just like my stature. <laughs> my bad, Daryl. <laughs> Praise God. But I want you to listen to the words of this song and remember that His grace and mercy does everything that anybody could imagine. His grace and mercy falls on you daily. We need to die to ourselves daily. So I just want to worship. I don't know about you. You can stand to your feet. You can worship how you want to worship. I just want to give God the admiration and the praise for letting me not feel my emotions, but let me feel his presence. God, I just thank you for this time to come to this house. Thank you for the word that you have given to me. Thank you for allowing me to step out of the boat. Thank you for giving me faith. Thank you for being there when I didn't deserve it. Thank you for, for breaking me free of all the habits and the and just the bad stuff, Father God. I ask you to touch the people under the sound of my voice and the people watching on Facebook that they will take this and know that throughout the feelings and emotions that you are a way maker. I can cry out to your name. I worship you, Father. I thank you, Father, for this time to just worship God. Not caring about anybody but you, Father. Only you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Now, if there's anybody in this house today that says, you know what, Kevin? I need Jesus to save me. Would you lift up your hand at all and just say, I need to come back to the cross? Thank you, Father. My heart is yours to manage. Thank you, Father. I can't go back. 
I cannot go back, Father. Your grace and mercy follows me. Thank you, Father. There's no one way I can worship your name. I can dance, I can shout, I can cry out your praise. It's true. I'm falling all over. There's no one way I can lift up your voice. There's no one way I can lift up your voice. Lord, give me no choice but you. Oh, move me again and again. I ask Jesus just to move all of us again. As we go into this new year, as we go into today from this moment on, are we going to be better than we were yesterday? Are we going to be better than we were 30 minutes ago? I want to be better minute by minute, day by day. And when I fall, I know that God is there. 